0: We are ready to rock you right between the eyes. As always, Lior, L-I-O-R at employmenthour.com. We are set to go. Take your phone calls over the next hour and talk about all things under the employment uh, banner. Let's talk about one of your favorite things first of all, the week that was. I want to get to that. How was it?
1: Thank you, John, and, and welcome to our listeners across the province. Happy to be here. Happy to talk about employment rights, employment law. Please call us with all your questions. This is the show for that. So I'd like to start off always with the week that was because, as always, we, we uh, I see a lot of things. My team, we, see, we talk to a lot of people. And there's a lot of important lessons to be learned because most people call us. They, they don't really know what their entitlements are. They call us because they uh, they don't know. They call us maybe because they heard the show. Uh, and my job is to inform, which is what I'm going to do right now. So uh, the first matter I'll talk uh, to you about, John, involves my mm-hmm. good old buddies at the Ministry of Labor. Now, we've talked (laughs) over the past year and a half extensively about the Ministry of Labor and the fact that, unfortunately, when people contact the Ministry of Labor about their uh, termination rights, about their workplace rights, they get the wrong advice, and oftentimes if they accept that advice as as fact, they end up losing quite a significant amount. So let me tell you about the situation that I saw this week. Uh, This individual who was in his 50s, uh, he had worked for a large employer for about 22 years, he called the Ministry of Labor after he was let go. Now, he had been offered 12 months severance. Uh, so he talked to the Ministry of Labor, asking them if that's appropriate. So not only was he told that his severance offer is fine, the person at the Ministry of Labor that he spoke to went on and on about how the package is so much better than it needs to be, how this is a, a really, <laughs> really generous employer and how he should really be grateful that he's been offered so much severance. Unbelievable. Now, so the gentleman finishes the call, and he thinks, okay, I guess all is good. Luckily, his brother listens to our show regularly, and he said to him, well, call Lior. No matter what, don't accept anything without calling Lior. So he did. He called me this this week. So what's the, what's the conclusion here? Not only was the severance offer not good, uh, the technical term for that is crap, Okay. <laughs> He, in fact, was easily owed 20-month severance, wow. 20 months. And for him, that was a difference of over $40,000. That's a okay? serious
0: cake, my friend.
1: Huge amount of money. So, so why does this happen? Why does the Ministry of Labor give this incorrect advice? What people don't understand and what the Ministry of Labor doesn't tell you is that it can only advise you with respect to your minimum entitlements, not your full entitlements. So they may tell you what your minimum entitlements are, but they don't explain that your full entitlements could be two, three, five, ten times that. So that's the prompt. So you call the Ministry of Labor because you're let go. You can't and you won't be told what your actually rights are. So what should people do? Well, if you lose your job, easiest thing to do is you call me, and I'll tell you just like I told this gentleman— or you go to the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. But do not call the Ministry of Labor. They cannot help you. And f- luckily for this gentleman, I, uh, by making uh, that call, he's going to end up getting an extra $40,000.
0: We should just petition the ministry to just put a disclaimer. When you phone through, want to talk about your 7th hit, press 1, press 1. You press 1, it says, sorry, we cannot advise you, please contact an employment lawyer.
1: Well, you know, it's, I've been petitioning brutal. this for years, and so far it's, it's fallen on deaf ears. So all I can do is I have my voice here on, on the radio and hope to, to get the message across to, to people listening. So that was uh, the the first matter, and so please be mindful of that if you're in that same uh, situation. Now, another matter that actually settled this week, uh, on on this past Thursday, Mm -hmm. in that matter, the employer had decided a few months ago to introduce new contracts of employment. Uh, He told all the employees, well, you have to sign this new contract. Most individuals said, well, I guess I have to, so they ended up signing this new agreement. This person, my my client, said, no, I don't agree with the terms, so I'm not going to sign. The employer then says, well, if you're not signing, that means you're resigning. So off you go. So long, farewell. And that's when he called me. Of course, it's incorrect. Uh, That is not a resignation. The employee didn't decide to leave. He simply decided not to agree to change the terms of his employment. The employer uh, didn't have the right to require him to sign a new contract. So when the employer told the employee to leave, that was a termination. And that employee did not resign and, and was owed full severance. So if you are in that situation, and it's quite common, by the way, John, uh, your employer tells you you have to sign a new agreement. You don't need to sign, and in most cases, you shouldn't sign. Call me. Let me review the contract and see whether there is something there that you should be worried about. If there isn't, I'll just tell you sign, and let's not wor- let's not be concerned and worry. But if there's something there that you shouldn't be signing, I'm going to tell you that. And if you don't sign, it's not a resignation. You have rights. So when I tell people: don't panic if you're in that situation. Give me a call. Don't just sign an agreement. By signing an agreement, you could actually end up sign, uh, losing thousands and thousands or tens of thousands that otherwise it would be owed to you. You never, ever sign an employment agreement if you're already working unless you get advice. And we'll talk about it more a bit, John, later on the show.
0: And if they do that, they, even if you do decide to sign, they've they got to throw you a bone, right? They've got to throw you a bone. Right.
1: They have to offer you something in return for sign, uh, right. signing some value no matter what. But even if you are offered that value, you still want to have the contract yeah. reviewed because if I'm offering you $1,000 to sign this contract, but
0: by signing it, you're going to lose $50,000, still not, not a good, good deal. deal. No, exactly. Yeah. We'll get uh, to Mike here in Barry before the break. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Good, pal. What's up?
2: Um well, it's fairly complicated. I was hired um, about 16 years ago as a contractor to a major telecommunication company. And about 11 years into... The contract, they took it away and suggested or told us we had to become employees or lose our job. Right. So six years later, I've now lost my job because it's changed so drastically that I couldn't maintain my um, commission numbers. So I was let go um, with cause they say and offered a basically a four month bone um, basically. Right. They that they really don't owe me any money at all. So I turned that down and they said, "Well, that's, you get nothing then."
1: Mm-hmm. So right.
2: I'm just curious. Um, my job did change so drastically to the point where I just couldn't do
1: this job any longer. And uh, and Mike, uh, so as I understand, you've been there about uh, ten or eleven years before you officially became an employee. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Now I believe, Mike, you you emailed me and and I I read your email be, uh, th- this morning. So first of all, let me say this. In the eyes of the law, okay, you're really now a 16- or 17-year employee, okay? You're not a six-year employee because that period of time when you were working for them, even though you weren't considered one, in the eyes of the law, you were an employee. So not number one. Number two, it's extremely, extremely difficult to terminate employment for cause because they allege you don't meet performance levels. It's extremely difficult, and I highly doubt, I'd be shocked, if they could uh, meet that level in your situation. Okay. Now, so even without knowing much about, how, well, how old are you, Mike? 51. Okay. Well, someone in your situation would be owed north of 12 months severance, probably as much as 15 months of severance. Okay. So whatever you were offered four months is nonsense. Uh, I know I know your employer. I'm not going to say who the employer is on the air, but you told me in that email. That employer is notorious for not dealing with these things in good faith, okay? So you need a good lawyer. You need a strong lawyer. I'd be more than happy to work with you on this if you want. Give me a call uh, off
0: air, uh, and then let's talk about it. But do not accept four months, and do not uh, get bullied. Okay, perfect. Mike, good call, smart call. You probably know the number already, but just in case, 416-216-5900, or Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll take a short break, and lots more on the air here the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. Our uh, callers always have priority. Michael in Mississauga. Hello, Mike. Oh, hello. What's up?
3: Okay, um, my question is with regards to uh, harassment by employers. I'm currently on disability and uh, um, basically um, I'd like to know from a legal point of view what would be constitute what would constitute harassment by employers
1: well you know it, it, it's difficult to define because it is okay. diff- different every situation generally it is conduct that you would consider to be uh, unwelcome, unprofessional, or even better conduct that someone looking from the outside would uh, objectively look at and say that's unacceptable, unacceptable conduct, uh, conduct that no one should uh, should have to accept. Okay. So, you know, depending on the work environment, uh, depending on whether the, the the behavior is from a coworker or from a manager, uh, it, it's going to be different in every situation. If you want to tell me more about your okay. case, I can give you an opinion.
3: Well, yes, an example would be uh, last year, uh, my father suffered a Heart attack, so I had to go up uh, north uh, to to, to deal with that. And uh, you know, my my father recovered, he went for a triple bypass, and all that. Now, the person, an HR manager, kept uh, harassing me, sending me emails, telling me that I had five days to sign a consent form that gave her all my medical information or access to all my medical information and she was sending couriers to my home when I had previously told her that I was not there and I was told that I had five days to sign these forms or else I would be dismissed or terminated or whatever the
1: yeah, no, I, I, am not going to struggle in saying that that's not conduct that's acceptable, professional, or one that you should have to bear. Uh, so, yeah, ultimately, if you're being harassed, uh, there's not too many recourses. One of the, the main recourses, if if the conduct is such that it's now created a bad environment, you, the, the recourse is you don't have to take it; you can leave and require the company to pay you severance. Effectively, that's a constructive dismissal. Uh, you know, short of, of dealing with HR and trying to make it better, if you can make it better, your only recourse is to remove yourself from the workplace. That said, Michael, what I'm going to say to you and anyone else listening to us right now is I don't want anyone resigning uh, because they think that the, it, the, it's reached to that, that high point without first speaking to me. So if you think that you've had enough, you can't take it anymore, I understand. Let's talk off air. Let me understand more and i can advise you at that point whether you're able to leave and get your your severance
0: again mike 416 216 5900 to contact leor or or leor at employmenthour.com you brought it up so let's uh, let's run with a constructive dismissal uh, uh what is it when do changes result in constructive dismissal what can employees do so on and so forth yeah
1: uh, john so uh, yeah a constructive dismissal and and these issues they come up very very often i usually uh, have many questions every single week in my practice probably daily Uh, telling me or asking me questions about constructive dismissal. So what is it? Uh, We all have a contract of employment, whether it's a verbal contract or a written contract, and that contract has certain terms that are in writing, but other terms that are implied. Some of the implied terms include uh, an employer not being allowed to change the terms of your employment unilaterally. So an employer does not have the right to unilaterally reduce your salary, to demote you, to change your job responsibility to relocate you. Uh, The employer's ability to make changes is fairly limited. They can make minor changes. So they can move you from uh, uh, East Brampton to North Brampton, maybe. Uh, Or or they can uh, change your salary from uh, from 49 to 48. Minor, minor changes may be acceptable, but not major ones. So what happens... If you're uh, faced with a major change, a change that's significant, that's really going to change the essence of what you do, well, at that point, you don't have to accept it. You can accept it and, and continue working under the new terms. Or you can say, no, employer, you've breached the terms of employment. You've changed the terms of employment. That's not the deal. And what does that mean? That means if you're in that situation, you can leave, resign. But in the eyes of the law, that is a termination, which means you get severance. Mm-hmm. That is a constructive dismissal. Now, it's not every change that results in the con- uh, constructive dismissal. It does have to be a, a significant change, one that you'd consider to be unwelcome and one that would be completely unreasonable for you to accept. So some changes you may not like and may not be uh, you know, great, but you may have to, you know, in a way, grin and bear it. But a lot of the times you you, can ha- you do have the option, and a classic one really is relocation. You know, I, I'm going to relocate you, uh, you know, 50 kilometers away. That's going to add another uh, hour in the morning from your commute and an hour in the afternoon. No, you don't have to accept that. But there's much more subtle changes, mm-hmm. uh, changes to uh, the, the job responsibilities or even uh, workplace harassment. What's the change there? I, the employer, created a work environment that's hostile, that's uh, poisoned. You don't have to accept that. So even in that situation, you may be able to leave and get your full severance. The key here, John, is if you're in, a, in that situation, a constructive dismissal situation, I need you to call me. I do not want anyone to say, well, that's a constructive dismissal, I'm so out of here. I'm out of here. How about, no. how
0: about like nights to days?
1: Yeah, well, absolutely huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. if you, your shift has changed, uh, that's fundamental uh, to your terms of your employment. Or maybe you're, you're now, you are working three days a week, and your employer is saying, well, now you, can, you have to work five days a week. Well, wait a second. I have other obligations those other two mm-hmm. days. Maybe family obligations, maybe another job. Sure. No, you can't do that. Even though some people may like working five days instead of three, if that doesn't work for you, an employer can't Do that. Mm -hmm. So remember, you need to call me if that happens. A constructive dismissal uh, has to be uh, dealt with properly, and and, you know, even the resignation letter you may send has to be drafted appropriately. So, uh, and the good news is, though, when you are in that situation, these things do tend to be fairly
0: easy to resolve. Just don't fly off the handle. No, don't fly off the handle, John. Give us a call. You got employment questions, severance questions. We'll cover them all right here up until 2 o'clock. It's also 416-216-5900. That is Leora's contact number, 1-855-821-5900. Remember that. More of the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. And outside of show hours, you got one 855 let us get into contracts of employment. Uh, first of all, why should people even care about what they say? We yeah. all sign it, or we should all sign
1: one. Right. And and you know, wh- why do you care? Why should you care? Well, let me say this. Uh, we all we all spend most of our day working, and we all spend most of our lives working. You know, we're probably going to end up working in our lifetime 40, 50 years. And and w- how do contracts tie into that? Well, the contract is the document that governs our rights when we work. So it governs our rights when we have a job for the, that 40, 50 years. It governs our rights uh, when well, we do most of our day, which is working. And contract not only governs what you do while you're working, but it can also be with you for many months or years after your employment comes to an end. So it's one of the most important documents you're going to sign. It's one of the most important documents that you have to understand. And the problem is, and we're going to get into some examples very soon, is that many people sign an employment agreement. They just got a job. They're very, very happy about it. Uh, And what do they do? They look at the salary. Oh, salary is good. Or maybe how much vacation? Great. I get my three weeks vacation. And they don't care about the rest of it, what it says. That's a huge mistake. And it's a mistake that's very costly. Then one day it's going to cost you potentially Thousands or tens of thousands of dollars, and I'm going to tell you why and what you can do about
0: it. So what is, before we get to a phone call, what is the most important term in the contract that everyone would assume vacation pay?
1: Right. right. And, and, and you're know you going to think, well, vacation, pay, maybe a bonus. Yep. No, it's not. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. The most important term, believe it or not, in a contract of employment has to do with termination of employment. What is that? Well, most contracts these days contain a term. Usually it's kind of on the last page or second to last page of a contract of employment that talks about what the employer is going to pay you if and when your employment comes to an end, why we call a termination clause. And why is that important? Well, the reason why a contract contains that clause is because what the employer is going to try to do is to significantly limit the amount of future severance, significantly limit it, potentially by tens of thousands of dollars. So by you signing something, agreeing to limit your future severance, at some point, that term that you just signed today is going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars, guaranteed. So one of the things to watch out for, if you have a termination clause in your contract of employment, it's not there to help you. The only reason you would have one is for the employer to limit the amount of future severance so that ultimately it results in you having no job security. Got uh,
0: Garfield on the line. Hello, Garfield.
4: Uh, good afternoon, sir.
0: What's
1: uh, up?
4: Yeah, um, i announced um a similar situation where about four months ago i have been fired from my job, been working there nine years and seven months. And they only paid me two weeks which is one week vacation and I have a week in the back paid which is one week and that's the only thing they give to me. Mm-hmm. And the time when I get fired it this was an in I'm a truck driver which have an incident with a guy on the road and he licked me and I retaliate back and the guy called the cops and told the cops that I attacked him with a knife, which was not true. They locked me up for two hours. When I'm investigated. I have a court date turned up. Nothing was true. The case dropped and everything. After I get that, that incident, I lost my job in 16 hours. It happened on Monday, and my workplace fired me this Tuesday after working for them nine years and seven months.
1: I see. Well, here's the thing, Garfield. It's a very, very uh, interesting and very important uh, question uh, that you have here. Uh, Ultimately, the only way the employer can do what it did, which is to let you go without severance... Is if they have cause to, to, for dismissal, what that, does that mean? It means that you did something so bad, so wrong, that it's impossible to continue employing you now, if you really didn't do anything wrong or maybe you got into an altercation, but again, it, it doesn't rise to the level of cause that this is a wrongful dismissal, and after nine years of employment, you would be owed quite a bit of severance, potentially you know as much as ten or twelve months of severance. So what I need to understand from you, and then you know we could do that privately is exactly what you did or didn't do. Tell me about that altercation. I'm going to want to understand if you instigated it, if you hurt somebody, uh, if you've been cleared from crimin- with uh, any criminal charges, that's a very good sign. And certainly that employer would not have been able to even make a decision about letting you go so early. They would have had to investigate themselves or at least let the police do the investigation before they decided whether they can terminate you. And it, they didn't do that. So I highly, highly doubt that they can maintain cause. You're probably owed severance. And what I'd like to do, Garf- Garfield, is talk to you off the air so I can find out more about what happened.
0: Garfield, uh, Lior's private number is uh, 416-216-5900, or if you prefer, one 821 5900 Other terms to consider in your uh, contract of employment.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, let's, let's talk a bit about the other terms to consider. And I talked to you already about a termination clause. So just to sum, sum up on that, huge, Big huge, one. huge. If there's something in the contract that talks about if we let you go, that's bad full stop. It's never good, ever, ever, ever. And I'll talk later about how we negotiate that, but that's when you're going to be very concerned. Another one, as an example, uh, is a non-competition obligation. Usually that is a term that talks about uh, You, n- if you leave or if you're let go, you can work in the industry for a particular time. Uh, so may, they may say you can work in this industry for uh, a year and a half uh, and, and no matter what. Now, those may not be enforceable, but the employer may try to enforce mm-hmm. them. So we take them seriously. So let's say we have both a termination clause, John, and a non-competition clause. What does that mean? Well, that means the employer can let you go at any time, pay you almost nothing. Oh, and by the way, if they do that, you can't work in the industry for a year and a half. That's nice. Now do you understand why I'm saying the the salary is not the most important thing? You got it. So that's another one. Another term that that you want to watch out for is, does the contract give the employer the power, the ability to change the terms of your employment? Does the contract allow the employer to demote you? Does the contract allow the employer to change your, to reduce your salary? Relocate? Relocate, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. An employer does not have a right to do that unless the contract says otherwise. And if you sign a contract that says, yes, you can demote me, yes, uh, you, you can reduce my pay and relocate me, you have zero job security because the job that you signed up for may not be the job you have tomorrow, and then there's nothing that you can do about it. Hmm. A smart employer, I guess, is going to give itself the power to do all those things. To change the terms, to relocate you, etc. But for you, that that's awful for the individual. You really want to watch out for that. Uh, and, and again, to me, that's far, far more important than salary. Because if you sign, you, you're very happy with the salary that you got, but you also sign the contract that says we can reduce it. Well, I'm great, you got the salary you got, but tomorrow that can be reduced by 50%, and you can't do anything
0: about it. So very yeah. important. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Lots more of the Employment Hour coming up right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. You also have the option of Lior at employmenthour.com for email and one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We will get to Fat Fingers. Ben, how are you? Hi, how you doing? Good. What's up? You got a question for, uh, for Lior?
5: I've got a question, yeah. I hope sure. I don't make it uh, too long of a story here. Um, last Friday, um, I went into my employer with the intention of giving my two weeks notice. Um, prior to that, there was no issues at work. I was an exemplary employee. I got great reviews in my uh, my review process. I got a raise in my last review. It was just time for me to leave, so I went in, gave my two weeks rec- uh, rec- um, notice with the full intention of working that, two weeks because I'm a project manager there. I I have a lot of projects on the go. Um, And my boss decided, he said, okay, well, instead of, you know, the two weeks, we'll just have you pack your stuff up now and you can leave today. And we'll just give you your vacation pay and you'll be on your way. And I kept saying, well, no, I think you owe me vacation pay plus plus two weeks. You can either have me work the two weeks or you you can buy me out. And he flat out refused. I went into the h r to ask them. They said the same thing um, and pretty much escorted me out of the office and yeah i don't i I'm, I'm wondering what that situation. What the situation is there? Sounds pretty yeah,
1: common. Yeah, no, it is common, Ben, and the answer is quite simple. They owe you two weeks' pay. No no uh, doubt about it, full stop, end of story. They have to pay that okay. two weeks. Now, what do you do about it? Well, there's two options. I can write a letter on your behalf uh, to them and say well, you, you got to pay up the two weeks or else, or right. you can fi- file a, a complaint with the Ministry of Labor. For, for these things, you actually can and should do that. So those are your right. options to get okay. your two weeks' pay, but you're clearly owed that, and there's no way for the company to get around that
5: okay here's here's one other little sure. one other little bit um, again exemplary employee Lee I got raises I got great reviews the whole thing um i I sent a, an email to my boss and my the two the two partners of the firm Thursday night um saying all it said was i i wish to see, if you guys have an, a half hour to spare i'd like to speak to you guys tomorrow at any time that you're available that's all it said it said nothing about my uh, termination of employment nothing. I walk into the office at nine o'clock in the morning. My computer's already locked out. I can't get into my computer. And when I had met with, the two the two partners weren't there. When I met with the third partner, um, he's the one who met with me for the termination. He said, you know, as soon as I said, you know, I'm giving him my, my resignation. He already had my vacation check ready for. Her. He's like, okay, no problem. Here's your vacation check that we owe
1: you and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm.
5: So I'm going in there thinking, well, what if I came in here you know, not not not. You know, uh, wanted to
1: talk about something else.
5: What, what? if I just said I don't like my chair? I want to raise. Yeah,
1: right. And, and in that case, if, what I tell been, you,
5: they would have been fully prepared. I I I think that they were fully prepared to. To let me go, yeah. so then I'm thinking, well, that was stupid of me because I could have <laughs> let them go. I, they could have let me go, and then I could have asked
0: for full seven
5: six weeks severance, or
1: probably much, much more than that. Uh, much, you know,
5: so then, so then I'm thinking, oh well, am I entitled to that?
1: No. Well? And Unfortunately, talking, Chris, uh, no, uh, Ben. That. Uh, unfortunately, you're not because you did ultimately resign. If you had gone in there and wanted to talk about something else and they said, well, no, no, you're, you're out of here, then yes, absolutely full severance, probably a lot more than five to six weeks. But because you went ahead with the resignation and you know maybe they were ready or they assumed that, uh, they, they still ultimately only have to pay for the two weeks that, uh, that they should have paid you, the, the notice that you gave them. And for that, uh, Ministry of Labor, I'm happy to write a letter on your
0: behalf. It's kind of weird they saw it coming, though.
1: Yeah, they, they saw it coming. Maybe they knew he was unhappy, or I don't know what. Maybe they he told a coworker and they heard from the coworker. Yeah, who knows? But ultimately, because he went through with it, he's only out for the two weeks. Ala, how are you? Not bad. How are you? Okay, you got a question for uh, Leor.
0: Go ahead.
2: Yes. Um, we were part of an acquisition, a U.S. firm, uh, buying a Canadian firm. And they made us sign uh, that agreement that if there's any termination, the maximum we could get is six months. Yes. Uh, most of us had over 20 years uh, mm. with the company. So the question is now, um, they didn't give us the chance other than either you're going to be let go or sign it. We just sign it. Is okay.
1: that you in the court? Well, he, I'd want to actually see the contract. If the contract literally said, uh, if you let go, you're going to get six months severance or a maximum of six months and no more, no, that would not be enforceable uh, because in some situations that could violate the Employment Standards Act. But if it's drafted different, if, it's, if it said six months or entitlements under the Employment Standards Act, it may be enforceable. So, uh, based on what you just told me, if it said six months and that's it, it's not. So, my advice to you, Ala, let me, sign the, let me see this contract. Let me see what you've signed, and uh, you call me off air, and I can email or fax it to me. I'll review it, and I'll tell you, yes, it's enforceable or no, it's not. And my hope is that it's not enforceable because if you have more than 20 years of employment and oh, you've yeah. agreed to limit yourself to six months of severance, you've probably walked away from over a
0: year's pay. So uh, let, let's hope that it's not, but I need to see it first. I love that number is 1-855-821-5900. one 821 5900 Take uh, another call before we take a wee break. Got uh, Chris here. Hello, Chris. Hi, how are you doing? Good. What's up, pal?
2: Uh, basically what it was, um, I worked for a company in Oakville, and I got laid off um, in about May time, June time this year. Yep. Basically the reason was um, my wife got the teaching position possibly and we just had a baby. And I said um, to my old employer, I want to take paternity leave, possibly. Yes. And the place was a horrible place to work for. It was nasty, like, toxic atmosphere. And my um, supervisor slash manager at times said to me, if you take paternity leave, I'll find the reason to let you go. And wow. I said to him, obviously, well, you can't do that. It's illegal, right?
1: Uh, completely and he said, illegal. That's right.
2: And he, and he said to me, well, I've had an excuse. Two weeks later, um, obviously, the atmosphere was really hostile, toxic, um... And yeah, I got to let go. No, no reason whatsoever.
1: And were you paid any severance, Chris?
2: I, I got like just um, just over a week's pay.
1: And how long did you work there for?
2: Just over a year.
1: Okay, so Chris, uh, certainly, if you're let go because you wanted to or because you took uh, paternity leave, that is illegal. That is a violation uh, of the uh, human rights code. It's completely legal. It's one of the most, uh, you know, one of the worst things an employer can do from a legal standpoint. So, no question, that's illegal. In addition to that, even if it was somehow legal, it's not. But even if it was, you certainly are going to be owed more than one week's pay. So the best advice is now that we know that what they've done to you is illegal and that you're certainly owed more more compensation is let's talk off air. I wanna see the termination letter. I also wanna see any employment agreement that you signed a year ago when you started working. Um
2: I there is no contract, I got no Perfect. employment. I got no like uh, nothing, no no letter off than when I got like or anything.
1: Okay. So so let's talk about it and, and you, you're probably owed several months' compensation and potentially more de- because of uh, the, the circumstances, the human rights uh, aspects of this case. Very important that you call me uh, and very important that you don't sign
0: anything uh, to, uh, to yours, your employer. Chris, that number, one Please call Lee ER as soon as you can, one we will take a short break. Lots more coming on the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM640 and AM900CHML. Give us a call, we'd love to get you on the air, and one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred 821 5900 is the number outside of show hours. Got uh, Joanne on the line. Hello, Joanne.
5: Hi, how are you?
0: Excellent. You have a question for hour. go ahead.
5: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's um, pretty basic, but it confuses the heck out of me. I hear, I've always
2: heard that an employer can let an employee go without cause with two weeks' notice.
1: Absolutely then, not. Not even close, Joanne. The so wh- ima-
2: what, am I, what am I getting confused in my mind about?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me make it very simple. An employer can do one of two things when the employer terminates. They can either give advance notice of the termination, so I'm giving you notice, or they can pay severance if they want the employee to go uh, to, to leave right away. The amount of notice or severance depends on three factors. The length of employment, the employee's age, and the type of job. The longer the employee works, the older they are, Uh, In the more senior position, they have the greater the notice, the greater the entitlements. And it's not two weeks. It could be as much as 24 months, okay? And even if you work for the employer for a few months, you're probably already going to be entitled to a few months notice. It's almost never going to be two weeks. There's only one situation if it's been, uh, that it could be two weeks. And that is if you worked for a year or less, and if you signed a contract of employment that limits the amount of notice, and most people have not, so, no, forget about two weeks. It's not true. If you lost your job, your friend, your, your, your relative, they're going to be owed significantly more than that. And if they've received only two weeks or less than their full entitlements, they would have been wrong, uh, wrongfully dismissed. Did that happen did to that, you?
5: Uh, not recently. It's actually okay. in the past.
1: So, so be um, mindful of what I said.
5: Yeah. Does that apply to any type of work? Like if you work at McDonald's for three years?
1: Yes, it applies to any type of work. Uh, Now, depending on the position, remember, one of the factors is the type of job that you have. So a server of McDonald's may get less notice than the executive vice president, clearly. That said, it's still going to be more than two weeks. uh, And and again, those three factors have to be considered. And if you want to know how much notice you should be getting or how much severance, go to severancepaycalculator.com. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. Input the length of your employment, your age, and the type of job, and it's going to tell you how much notice or how much severance you should be getting. So that way there's no confusion. You don't have to worry about whether it's two weeks or some other amount. Just go to the severance pay calculator.
0: Let's uh, bounce over uh, back for a moment to more of the uh, parts of a contractor that are very important for an employee. Right, and we talked
1: about termination clauses. We talk about uh, non-competition clauses in, in, in terms that Allow the employer to change the terms of your employment. Another one, probably another huge one, is a term in the contract that allows the employer to lay you off temporarily. Remember, John, an employer does not have the right to lay someone off temporarily. If you've been laid off temporarily, that is a termination. You are entitled to severance. You don't have to sit at home and wait to be called back unless unless you signed a contract of employment that explicitly gives the employer the power to do that. So if you signed a contract that says, employee, if we want, we can lay you off temporarily and then call you back, then a temporary layoff may be legal. Wow. Uh, so you don't want to do that. You don't want to sign a contract that says that because what does that mean? That means that the employer can lay you off any time uh, for, for months at a time, potentially not pay you severance. And then there's nothing you can do about that, and, which is a, a terrible situation to be in. Can you uh, can you negotiate changes to contracts? Well, by now, John, probably everyone listening to our show thinks, "My God, this is contract of employment is so bad. We're just going to sit at home, never sign another contract, never work again." Right. Well, obviously, that's not an option, and I wouldn't be talking about this if it was impossible to negotiate. Yes, it is possible to negotiate. The hard part is to identify the terms that should be negotiated, which is what we've talked about. So now that you know what you need to be negotiating, now that you know how to identify those problematic terms, well, how do you negotiate? Well, the best thing is to simply ask. And and the way I would do that is rather than go to your employer with uh, demands, employer, you better change this and that. That's unacceptable. And if you don't change it, I'm not even going to talk to you. That's not a good way to approach things. If you do that, you may have the job offer pulled away. So how do you approach your employer? Well, first you would express your interest again in the job. Employer, uh, I'm very excited about this job opportunity. I think I'm going to be an excellent candidate. I can't wait to get started. I I had a couple of concerns I wanted to raise. Mm -hmm. And then you raise those concerns, and and you suggest improvements. And in many cases, the employer is going to be very agreeable to that. Remember, the contract probably wasn't even drafted by the employer. It was drafted by the employer's lawyer. So the employer might not even know what their own contract says. No and, kidding. And well. when you tell them, you know, here's what it says. It says you can let me go at any time and pay me nothing. I'm concerned about that because I want to have some job security. I have kids. I have family. And the employer may say, you know what? That's reasonable. So as long as you're being reasonable, as long as you're not going in there with crazy demands, and you're, as long as you're not asking for 100 things to be changed, in my experience, and I've been doing this for a long time, most employers are going to be quite receptive to having changes made.
0: Take a quick call before the break. Kind of uh, it's under the wheelhouse of what we've been talking about. Jake, go ahead. Talk to Lior.
4: You know what? He just answered my question. I was going to ask. <laughs> but what, what what happens if you go in and the rules of engagement or something that are beneficial in the contract and they just tell you to leave? But he basically just answered it.
1: Yeah, no, and Jake, ultimately, in my view, is if you ask for something to be changed, as long as you ask it the way I've explained it and you're reasonable, you're not going to get the job offer pulled out from under you, so you're not going to lose anything, okay? So there's no risk, there's only upside. So you have to ask, you have to ask appropriately. Ultimately, though, if the employer says, well, Jake, I've reviewed your your request, but I'm not going to be able to make the change, at that point, at least you can make a decision. Do you accept the job with these uh, terms or do you not? But certainly, you shouldn't be worried about asking. If you ask appropriately, I'm going to tell you, seven, eight times out of ten, you're going
0: to be able to get the changes Just made. approach it nicely, man. Don't be hardcore. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Exactly. Take a short break. one 855 is Lior's number and Lior at employmenthour.com. More of the Employment Hour coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. been talking a lot this hour about uh, contracts of employment. I'll ask you uh, one final question here. That is, what happens if someone uh, did sign a contract with a termination clause that you mentioned earlier on today and they lose their job? Are they SOL? Yes, do they have any recourse?
1: Great question, John. And a lot of people are going to listen to the show and say, crap, I, I just did what Lior told me not to do, which is to sign a contract that has a termination clause. It limits my severance. Well, what happens if that person uh, loses their job? Does that mean, well, they signed this contract, therefore that means that they're stuck with what the contract says, which probably would mean that they get a fraction of their full severance? Well, the answer is not necessarily... In many of these cases, these termination clauses may not be enforceable, may not be drafted in a way that's enforceable. I I see that more often than not. Uh, Whoever drafted it may not, not have done a good job drafting it, and it doesn't actually have the legal effect of limiting the amount of severance that you're owed. So if you lost your job and the employer says, well, you signed a contract three years ago, five years ago when you started, and that contract says I only have to pay you six weeks' pay, well, wait a second. Before you assume that's right, you give me a call you have me review the contract, and I'm going to be able to tell you in about 60 seconds flat whether that contract is enforceable, really? and if it is, fine. If it's not, I'm going to tell you exactly what can be done and how much you're actually owed. So please never, ever assume that just because you signed something, it ultimately is enforceable. It may be, but it just as likely, I mean, may, maybe even more likely, may not be. So give me a call in your situation. But of course, the best advice is if you're able to negotiate a termination clause to be removed when you first started, that's the best advice I can give Would you. Would
0: that be the one that you say if, if you're going to start negotiations like we talked about with... Uh, with Jake in the last segment. Would that be the first thing you try to change?
1: Yeah, I I probably would because I know that that termination clause is gonna cost you tens of thousands of dollars. At some point, that employer is probably gonna end the relationship. Maybe it's in a year, maybe it's in 20 years. But at some point, that's going to happen, and then that termination clause is going to rear its ugly head and, and going to have an, the impact of costing you a lot of money. So I would definitely, definitely address that.
0: Two cool things I want you to talk about that uh, that affect and are very cool for our listeners to be aware of. First one is severance pay calculator.
1: Yeah, and right? you know, in, in this show alone, we've had a few people call saying, "Well, is two weeks enough? Is six weeks enough?" And and you know, people don't know, and there's a lot of misconceptions and because i've known that these there's a lot of misconceptions i created uh, just over a year ago the severance calculator it's available at severancepaycalculator.com it outlines for you it gives you an, an idea of how much severance you're owed so if you're not if you don't know if it's a week two weeks a month six months or anything else you go to severancepaycalculator.com or you download the app on iphone and iphone and I, android and ipad And it's going to tell you it's the only way, it's the only thing of its kind that can actually provide assessment. Unlike calling the Ministry of Labor that we've talked about, where they cannot tell you, John, how much you're owed, the severance pay calculator does do just that. Uh, And then you you have the severance pay calculator on one hand, your severance offer on the other, and you can look and say, ah, well, my offer is for 12-week severance. The severance calculator says it should be six-month severance. Now I know that my offer is not good enough. How would you know otherwise? And if you want, then you can contact me. But it's very important that you know your rights. And maybe even you're not let go, or but you just want to know what happens. You want to know what kind of security you're going to have if at some point the employer wants to let you go. Just go to severancepaycalculator.com. It's a great, great tool. Uh, and I'm very happy that over 50,000 people in the last year have used it. And you can do
0: it if you're an employer as Absolutely.
1: well. Absolutely. Right? There's an employer mode. You want to uh, be do right by your employee. You want to know how much you have to pay your employee. You go to severancepaycalculator.com, press on the employer mode button, and it's going to outline that. Uh, and it's also going to give you some additional information.
0: Now we got uh, you know we do an hour live here every week that people can uh, squeeze in their phone calls. We get to uh, dozens uh, every show generally, but outside of show hours, you have termina- uh, terminationquestions dot com too, right? Exactly, and you know by, by, by popular demand, you know people can't get enough of Leo. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty full. Uh, yeah,
1: you're pretty. My wife feels <laughs> the same way. By the way, uh, hopefully you're listening, Becky. In any event, uh, if you want to have more questions uh, answered, terminationquestions.com. I answer questions there all the time. Uh, uh, you know, weekends, weekdays, mornings, noon, the night. Uh, I answer questions within minutes, terminationquestions.com. Uh, it's a very neat tool. Uh, you answer que- ask a question anonymously. I'll answer it right there and then. You don't have to give your name or do anything else. Uh, or you can look through literally hundreds of other questions that I've answered to to see if the, your, your answer has
0: already been provided. Uh, terminationquestions.com.
1: Happy to answer any questions.
0: Do you think what would you say are probably, let's say, the top two questions you've been, you've been asked on there? I yeah. think I have a feeling. But what do you think they are? <laughs>
1: well, the top question is, uh, number one, can my employer do this, referring to changes in terms of employment, uh, reduction in pay, uh, demotions. But probably the most uh, common question that I get is, is this enough severance or is this enough notice? Yep. I uh, was working for this amount of time. My employer says they're going to give me two weeks notice. Is that enough?
0: I get it all the time. Do you want to get a hold of uh, anytime? any time? Uh, we can do that outside of show. Oh, no, we got time for Frank. Frank, quick. You're in. Yeah, quickly. What's up?
2: Um,
3: I worked for a company for 21 years, so a long time ago.
0: Okay.
2: And I was like,
4: go uh, abruptly, and I was offered a severance package of approximately 18 months. I was in a managerial position, and part of the severance package was that if I found a
2: job um, a week from now versus a year from now, that severance pay was reduced accordingly. Mm-hmm. So, right. if I found it, so my point uh, of argument was that while well, severance is based on years of service, not how soon. I find my job possibly, you know. So if I find it a week later, great. I bank the rest of the money. I go on my way.
4: If I find it a, a year and a half later, well, that's my
2: problem. I was, but.
1: Yep. Okay, well, sense. ultimately, it comes down to the deal that you've accepted. The employer can often try to include a term that says we're going to pay this severance, but if you find the job, it gets reduced, and they may be able to do that. But in most cases, we're able to negotiate that out of it to make sure that the payment is paid as a lump sum, that it's guaranteed. So, again, very, very important. It's not just how much severance or how much payment you get. is the terms of that, what's included in that, and is the money guaranteed or not. That's why you need to call me if you lose your job.
0: We are done for another week. Outside of show hours, again, here's the number, 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. It's Lior at EmploymentHour.com. Make sure you check out SeverancePayCalculator.com and TerminationQuestions.com. A lot of dot coming happening here, because the Internet, I believe it's going to take off. Uh, We'll join you again next year on the show. com again, once again, is the email. Thank you, and join us next week, AM uh, AM 640 and AM 900 CHMO.